he said, I don't want to rely on buying things from far away ever again. You know, he, he was talking about sanitizer and, you know, he, he'd pivoted to... Making, and the plastic bottles to put and sanitizer the plastic, in yeah, and then exactly. the labels that come from overseas. Yeah. Absolutely. And obviously production costs in China, you can get, if you're, if you're buying 10,000 things and you're saving a cent on each of them, on plastic bottles and you're saving a cent, that adds up. But at the same time, in, in saving that one cent you're also reducing capacity in your local area. Radio Brews News is proudly presented by Cryomalt. With over 25 years in the field, Cryomalt are dedicated to providing the finest brewing ingredients to help brewers create the foundations of a truly excellent beer. They are your premium brewing partner and proud sponsors of Brews News and of Brews News Week. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me, as he always does, is Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. Good morning, Pete. So I was just trying to see if there was well, I was just trying to see if there was any tone, you know, as, as if as he always does. No, there was no tone in that. It oh, was, no, no. It was, uh, it was uh, my objective truth, my objective reality. <laughs> Your lived experience. My lived experience. <laughs> There's no point asking. I guess most people who listen to this have probably caught up uh, with an episode or two of The Antidote this week, so I won't sort of waste time asking how you are. We've pretty much uh, canvassed that. But I think we can indulge ourselves and throw in a little bit of a teaser because when people are listening to this, they will have already listened to live our pre-recorded chat <laughs> with our guest for this afternoon, which is a belter. Yeah, oh, look, it, it, we've just come off the back of that. 8am uh, Australian time, East Coast time, uh, it was 6pm New York 6 time. 6pm New Jersey time. So, uh, yeah, just we, had... we spoke, you know, we, uh, we spoke to that guy, you know, I talked to that guy about that thing. <laughs> but, and how uh, good was he? How good? It wasn't a great chat. Oh, it wasn't. A 15-minute chat became a 15-minute chat, but, uh, you know, as, as I say, it was uh, gold. Yeah. Uh, and, and, look, well worth well worth listening. It was great to, to chat with John about uh, talking to John Hole, for those who haven't uh, clicked yet. Um, we had been saying in the previous episodes of The Antidote that we'd, uh, we'd love to get a broad view. Um, we've touched pretty much on what people are doing in the Australian scene, it was uh, something that we wanted to do was to sort of see, well, you know, how's it affecting uh, people elsewhere? So we reached out to our contacts. Fortunately, one, John Hole happens to be in New York, which I guess is it's probably the cultural epicentre of the of COVID-19. It's fair to say, Matt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very much. So we, uh, it was great to be able to touch on how it's affecting them um, specifically, but also, you know, the then more generally the the breweries. Um, and, yeah, as I say, obviously a very wide-ranging chat, which goes into a couple of areas that we just didn't think we were going to, but we hope it will bring you Including entertainment. Including Elton John. And we also, yeah, we also, <laughs> and Elton John and Pilsners. <laughs> and we got that from COVID-19 to Elton John is shit and um, you miss nothing and the, and Pilsners are great. Anyway, it was good. Um, Matt, shall we just pump straight into the news? Matt, I think so. And just for, for those who are listening, just to, to recap, uh, a couple of weeks ago when everything uh, went to hell in a handbasket, we weren't sure how to handle it as we've progressed into a newish sort of normal. Um, the antidote is our... COVID-19 coverage and so speaking to everybody about that, this is our regular Brews News Week um, and we, we don't want to get too bogged down in COVID for, for this. It's probably talking outside of that and, and the news that's going on and then we're also running our regular 
Bureaus of Conversations because uh, we listened to you. Uh, you wanted to see it. Um, and yeah, a little bit of a dose of normality. Um, so regular programming in amongst our um, COVID-19. Yeah, we will keep it as COVID-19 free as possible, except where, you know, obviously we're going to chat about the main stories that are breaking and making news in the in the biz. And so some of those will cross over into the whole current uh, business situation, but um, we'll avoid it where possible. Exactly. And Matt, it's great to get back on our uh, one of our favourite hobby horses, ABAC. Uh, and the first news story, ABAC packaging complaints down in 2020. Packaging complaints were down in the first quarter, according to ABAC, after last year's record year. The alcohol advertising watchdog's first quarter report showed ABAC deliberated on 23 complaints with 13 breaches of standards as defined by the panel. In its annual report, ABAC said that it believed that packaging complaints were going up due to the expansion of the craft beer sector and the distinctive and creative packaging that producers adopt. Certainly, the, what I should add is that I think brewers, uh, as a as a group, and and don't forget, it was before this expanding at an exponential rate. So there were far more, and, and a lot more people too were putting their, uh, were, were going into the, the packaged route. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, if you could work out numbers as a percentage of of the whole, um, and that was for the first quarter of this year of twenty twenty. First quarter. It'd be interesting yeah. to see with. So many more breweries now who have never packaged before or who have put out a lot more um, in packaging, whether that affects the numbers, um, you know, this time next year. Yeah, and look, I mean, it it was interesting to see that complaints were down because I I think we've talked about in a back in the past that there have been people um, who have said the reason that there have been more complaints is because there's been more coverage. And, you know, given that Brews News is pretty much alone in covering ABAC complaints for some reason even though it seems to be very important industry news, that the IBA talks about packaging generally, but we actually go into the detail of the the, the complaints. Yeah, there, there have been a few people that have suggested that maybe the increase in coverage has led to the increase in complaints, which we ask ourselves as, as journalists, you know, we don't want to be creating the news, um, we want to be reporting on it. And I, look, I just don't think, for the reasons I've said in the past, you know, the last two years, there was an increase in complaints, but that also co- coincides with a huge number of breweries entering the market for the first time, and also coincides with canning being, you know, seeing uh, the, the the fastest move into canning um, of, of any period over the last, you know, ten years, and all of the artwork changes, the the aesthetics around um, packaging have changed drastically with the embrace of cans. And, you know, I, I actually think that our coverage... You know, look, I, I could be wrong here, but um, I, I think that it's our coverage and the light that we've shown on the specifics of the decisions and also the reasons for judgment that it's given a broader awareness of the considerations that breweries need to go into for, for canning and, you know, potentially led to, to, to the decrease in packaging complaints. Yeah, and I think too that uh, I don't know. This is just a theory that I have, but I I see popular culture bleeding more into the everyday, into the like it's almost not pop culture anymore. It's all it's just part of the culture. Um, and certainly, you look at the big houses in terms of you know your, your Disney, your Marvel, um, those sorts of big brands. Um, yes, they've got intellectual property to protect, but they're also trying to get those into I guess areas where there never was before. 
Does that yeah. make sense? And, oh, yeah. and so I, I think we kind of take pop culture more. It's not pop culture. It's just part of the lingo. It's, it's, it's almost part of the vernacular. And so there is that fine line between wanting to pay homage to something that you really like and, you know, it's, a, it's become a meme. Um, or it's become a, a saying or, you know, something that sort of, as I say, in, in, in worked its way into the vernacular. Yeah, it's spot on. Like that's the other overlay. While we've got this new industry and new entrants and new design aesthetics, you know, memes, um, you know, when previous um, bottle designs and things like that were taking place, you know, memes have become a thing now. And the humour, our, our humour style is geared around that as well. And the, the, there's a generation of beer drinkers who have a different approach to design and things. So it's it, it's not any one thing, but there is that, that whole overlayering of social trends. And unfortunately, it, it, it does take place in an industry that, as I say, ad nauseum, it, it's alcohol. There are special considerations around the advertising for alcohol. They are meeting in an unhappy match. Yeah, and look, the the, the creative work, um, the intellectual property that you know, the, the the hard effort that's been put into those brands or those icons, I, I get they do want to protect those, and we do need to respect that. If we're going to rip something off, or we're going to do something that's you know close enough. Uh, without infringing copyright, we need to just be aware that yeah, somebody else has 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 created that, and the fact that you love it so much is is because they've hit the right note, they've hit the right chord, if you like. So we just need to be aware when we're doing our packaging. Um, it's good to see that we're, I think, Matt, moving away from that whole thing of oh, they're just trying to stifle our creativity. You know, well, no, we're now kind of thinking, well, we can think up something new. Let's actually innovate. To to your point about pop culture and you know, sort of uh, intellectual property. I mean, I still, I personally still think that that's the ticking time bomb yes ABAC um, has you know sort of stomped on some of that as it relates to potentially being attractive to children and that has put one pressure but we're still yet to see a you know intellectual property infringement you know I, I, I don't think we've even seen any of the cease and desist orders in Australia or they certainly haven't come to my um, notice even though some have cut it fairly fine um, you know I, I, I think that's still the ticking time bomb that you know could easily uh, blow up for somebody um, if, if they keep doing it. Without touching on COVID nineteen, but this whole situation has shown that uh, you know creativity and innovation can be taken in uh, to extremes, um, and things can be turned around quite quickly. We've we've learned that if you are of a certain size, you can actually be quite agile and nimble and turn in a different direction he says without trying to say the word pivot and, <laughs> uh, and and maybe that will carry over into you know uh, hashtag when things go back to normal uh that that maybe we we relook at some of the things that we that, that we can do um based on this this shared experience mm. be interesting to see mm. Uh, but also, now, the IBA rallies industry as big retailers offer help. The Independent Brewers Association is rallying the industry after a series of wins, including support from the major retailers and the JobKeeper announcement this week, which, of course, as we go to air, is still to be ratified. So the JobKeeper is great in principle, but it doesn't actually exist as yet, we should just point out. The organisation told its members that the JobKeeper scheme could deliver up to $50 million to independent brewers. However, the team reported that some brewers might not meet the 30% year-on-year reduction in revenue criteria 
due to the early stage or fast growth of the business. The RBA said that its advocacy project group is working with Parliament to amend the legislation. Excise relief also remains on the cards and the IBA urged brewers to email their MPs direct. Excise deferment is already an option and brewers can contact the Australian Tax Office Emergency Support Info Line and that number is 1800 806 218 to discuss their situation. So good news that the IBA is, is on the front foot and um, and hitting goals and kicking sixes. It's one of the reasons why we need uh, like an association that represents the interests of small breweries so they can take the you know collective points. They're, they're, a, they're a single point of contact for government that in when times like this occur they can take the interests you know the 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 requirements and the needs of a very specific industry um to government and hopefully be heard the 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 one aspect of that was the um big retailers offering help and we did talk about it last week to some extent um and and i think that's the one thing that comes out of now you know on, on one hand we're keeping our venues open keeping local alive we're championing all of those things um and I kind of did touch on it last week that you know, awesome campaigns and it is so exciting to see um, consumers are rallying around all of the you know keeping local alive campaigns and going down and you know buying beer and uh, from direct from breweries and and those sorts of things. But we can never forget that you know part of the keeping local alive is supporting your local bottle shop as well, but. A lot of the small local breweries that we love, uh, you know, have substantial sales through big multinational retailers that are almost the antithesis of that keeping local alive. As the approach that we've taken for years, Pete, all things being equal, support local. Um, yep. You know, preference local because actually, I wrote it down. There was a great chat from in in our antidote chat this week with uh, John Atherton. Yep, from Brisbane. Distillery. Yeah. Um, he said, I don't want to rely on buying things from far away ever again. You know, he, he was talking about sanitizer and, you know, he, he'd pivoted to... Making, and the plastic bottles to put and sanitizer the plastic, in. Yeah, and then exactly. the labels that come from overseas. Yeah. Absolutely. And obviously production costs in China, you can get... If you're, if you're buying 10,000 things and you're saving a cent on each of them, on plastic bottles and you're saving a cent, that adds up. But at the same time, in, in saving that one cent you're also reducing capacity in your local area, you know, and, and, and that's capacity and security when hopefully these things don't happen often, but when it does happen, having the ability to do it and scale up very, very quickly. And, and that's one of the reasons why I, I love my local brewery and because I love having a small local brewery that's there and, you know, I, I, I spend, you know, $10, $20 more a carton on, on their beer even when it's equally as good, because I love what they do. And But in saying that, you can never forget that, as I've said multiple times, I can't remember which shows I've said it on now, I haven't seen a single photo of uh, on social media of people saying, gee, you know, my local IGA is sold out of toilet paper. It's Coles and Woolies. And they're the ones that have got the ability to spin up very quickly. They've got very robust distribution networks. So you can't, whilst preferencing local and small, you know, let, let's not shit can the other people that we rely on from time to time as well. 100%. And as I say, it's all part of a, a very rich and um, complicated tapestry. Well because, said. You know, we, we do get used to choice. <laughs> you know, you go and go, oh, well, I'll buy that one or that one or that one or that one or that one. Recently, we've gone and we've gone, okay, I can have that one. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It'll be interesting to see what, you know, what happens when we uh, when we do come out the other side. So 
Milk containers replace growlers as Queensland brewers innovate. Now, Matt, this was an interesting one. Uh, and as I say, it's, it's come up a little bit um, before. Queensland brewers have proven that necessity is the mother of invention in the wake of growler refill bans in your fair state of Queensland. The state's brewers are getting innovative following the ban on growler refills announced by the Office of Liquor and Gaming Regulation in Queensland last week. After a period of confusion, the liquor licensing regulators posted on Facebook that they would not be changing rules relating to the ban on growler refills from customers' own growlers or squealers. However, instead of accepting the rule and only allowing expensive new growlers to be sold, breweries including Brendale, Bacchus and White Lies went back to the drawing board, came up with a novel solution to the problem, which was bringing in new plastic containers, so brand newies, usually used for milk, but they've been able to then sell growler-sized containers of beer without the price tag that comes with buying a new gra- glass growler every time you head to the brewery and obviously avoiding the um, the wash and rewash and sanitise issue. Mm. Um, but as we discussed, Matt, it, it does put pressure, no pun intended, <laughs> nice. on, on the that. purchaser to, I think, to, to just be aware that it, it's not the same, it's not pressure rated, um, and it's also not as... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like you're going to lose carbonation. You're going to lose carbonation very, very quick. Yeah, like it, it, as um, Tim Wills from Premier Stainless commented on the Facebook uh, page, um, the Australian Brews News business page. Um, I think pet PET bottles are much better choice. The milk container is not pressure rated and will lose carbonation in a very short time. Many Australian craft brewers are already using the PET bottles, and they're widely used in New Zealand. And yeah, he he makes a very very good point. I mean, anyone who's you don't put their milk container in a shopping bag and carry it home, knows that it leaks. Um, and if it's leaking, it's going to be leaking gas as well. But, you know, critical times call for critical uh, situations. And as I said in the podcast with John, there, there was a time when you would sort of go down with your billy um, and get it filled at the local pub, you know, before there were easy takeaways and you, you would drink it um, fresh and still carbonated. Legend has it, Matt, that that's that's how the, the term growler came about, wasn't it? Because the lid would kind of rattle on top, wasn't it? I think you you were able to to go down and, and get wort maybe from the from the brewery. Um, well, I don't know, but I do remember, and and I meant to say this when we were speaking to John. Do do you remember the great movie, The Untouchables? Um, and there's oh, that love it. scene at the start. Just where, watched it last week. Yeah, where, where the girl goes into the drugstore. You know, she's got her tin and. I, I think it was being filled with beer, um, unless it was being filled with, with soda. Um, and he puts the lid on and she starts skipping out when, Mr, you've forgot your bag and you know, the, yeah, the thing blows Frank up. Frank Nitty. But I, 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 I thought that's what work. they were doing. Like he was topping her up with beer. And I could be wrong, but yeah, certainly that, that was the way of doing it. So in, in terms of getting beer, you know, like a, a small amount of beer from a, a brewery home um, and then drinking it, um, over dinner that night was it was a great thing, but I, I still really think, you know, we, we, we've talked on the podcast quite a bit about growlers, and you know, I, I threw out a dozen when I moved house twelve months ago. I threw out a dozen growlers that I had accumulated, you know, because I bought. You know, but you only need one, Matt. Isn't that the whole purpose? Well, you only need one, but mate, <laughs> unless you forget the next time you're down at the, the the same brewery or when you go to a different brewery. Look, a glass growler at the moment would be great because if I'm heading out to a brewery, it's specifically to get take home beer. But I very rarely go to a brewery to get take home beer because I'm normally going to the brewery to have a beer there, and then you know if I have two or three beers at the brewery, I don't want 1.8 liters of beer it's going to spoil very, very quickly because I've been at the brewery to have the beer. So growlers for me haven't been a very practical, they've just been a, a, you know, a very expensive way to, to buy a limited, a, an already expensive limited edition beer. 
And, you know, I, I, I think for the convenience, um, I'm really liking the idea of after all of this is over, breweries having PET bottles. You know, 1.25 litre beer that if you've had something you really enjoy and you want to take it home and maybe enjoy it the next day, because they are more conditioned to keep a beer pressurised um, and they are highly recyclable. Um, and I believe the energy involved in making PET is less than even, the, you know, certainly aluminium. And if we are talking about sustainability, crowlers are fantastic for a function. But as we know, aluminium, first use aluminium, which is what food grade packaging is from, is incredibly energy intensive. Um, and it's only when you get the recycle. Um, and in Australia, we don't have recycling of food grade containers it goes into your security screens and those sorts of things so every can of beer you make is first use aluminium and any benefits of aluminium are going to be felt much further down yeah and i think um uh, new zealand was mentioned um oh by tim in tim's comment wasn't mm. it? yeah and I, i'm pretty sure and i don't know if tracy banner listens to the podcast but um i'm pretty sure sprig and fern um i know they're Entries to the Australian International Beer Awards are all in in those brown PET uh, bottles. I don't know whether that's their standard thing or, or whether they just send those over. But certainly the um, the beer doesn't seem to suffer because the first time we saw them, we thought, oh, geez, this is uh, an interesting way of, of sending them. It was great for the uh, the volunteers because they were able to uh, get the empty ones and then take home some some beer at the end of the awards. I've got a lot of friends who homebrew into them, and you know they they condition to the beer in there. The seals seem to be better than a like a yeah a, a bad. Yeah. Crown and seal. I'm pretty sure Coopers did because when I was briefly homebrewing, I bought some, and I'm mm. pretty sure I, I bought Coopers brand brown PET bottles. Well, I'm sure they would buy them from from someone else, but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. again, John Hull had a completely different take on it, so uh, yeah, I refer you to, to to that chat. But yeah, look, it, it, it's interesting to see the way brewers are responding because at the moment, a lot of it is just getting beer out of kegs because brewers are already starting to talk as we are talking about three and six month durations for all of this before um, potentially pubs open that there is a lot of beer in kegs that in three and six months will have passed its, its use-by date. In the US, the uh, Brewers Association has made a recommendation that they've released information on how to environmentally safely dump beer. And one of the ways that they've suggested is sell it to a distiller as, as, as wash that they can then distill into a hand sanitizer, which, again, without having dug into the extra layers of that sounds like a great way of doing it you go, you're only going to get sense sense a liter return on 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 the wash but you're getting something back and it's saving a potential dumping hazard um yeah, an environmental ha- risk and and yeah like i say it's, it's giving you some sort of sort of cash flow and i don't know what hops will do to hand wash or you know the the distilling process or anything like that but might, it might count as a preservative matt certainly it's uh, it, it, it's something the only question i did have about um and it might be worth speaking to lee mccallister smiley or or um ross kenrick from bacchus about how they've gone with the uh the milk cartons because the thing that uh, I, I guess interests me is how do they label them is it the same kind like do you have to use then a a milk style label, almost like an indented sort of uh, part that the that the label sits in on. It's di- it's just different, like different size and that sort of thing. And milk 
containers, oh, some of the yeah, one-liter yeah. so, ones. So you might need around. to get a special label done if you're going to persist doing this. Nicely done. You picked it up. Um, <laughs> you could probably call Relling's label stickers and packaging, and they'd like to let all breweries know that they are still open for business. They can still supply labels for bottles and cans. They don't specify whether they can supply uh, milk bottle labels, but I'm sure if you give them a call on 1300 852 235, you can discuss those options with them. Um, just remember the turnaround times might have slowed a little bit from their normal five to seven working days, but they are very good at getting people out of trouble where possible. And I would love to see if, um, yeah, because it's just, you know, like your two litre is like square faced. It's, you know, a, a rectangular prism. It's not round. So presumably you've got to then hand label. You couldn't just sort of, you know, and, and it's certainly better than just taking your uh, black Sharpie and writing on it. Yeah, yeah. Because I know with, with growlers, it's usually like a, a, a twine with a little brown, you know, or a, a tag that's that's added, that's tied onto the, the handle. Um, whether or not that's that works with your – whether it ticks the boxes with the, you know, liquor commission uh, would be interesting to see. Uh, now, Matt, our last story, good news story, I guess, for some – um, cynical, perhaps, uh, viewpoint from others. But CUB is to help Australia's pubs with its latest campaign, For the Love of Your Local. So it's calling on Australians to visit loveyourlocal.com.au, then nominate their participating local, buy a pint of Great Northern Super Crisp, and the cash goes to the venue immediately. So you buy a pint now, they get the cash. Or Carlton Draft if you're in Melbourne. And originally it was, uh, yeah. So then CUB will then match that purchase with a free pint, meaning you get two for one pints when your local reopens. And CEO Peter Filipovic said, this campaign is a win-win for pubs and clubs and for beer lovers. For all beer lovers, Matt, you've got to look after your own. And so even the big guys are still going to hurt. So I totally get that. Uh, what do you think of it? This is one of those ones that you park your personal feelings, uh, you know, as we've said, all things being equal, my side, like I, I love what craft beer for all of the sort of non-beer related things that craft beer brings to the, to the community, and that's my view. But when you post a story like this um, and you see the comments on Facebook, and also like I, I was getting phone calls, we were I think one of the first to run with the story, and so we were getting phone calls from hoteliers you know, in, in, in Melbourne going, look, how do I register for this? Because sometimes when you're the first result, people assume that you are the owner of the content. Um, and yes, you know, a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, this is shit, this is cynical and stuff like that. But there are a lot of hotels out there that think this is the best thing since sliced bread because they're not craft beer venues. They probably never will be. And they see this as you know, one of their big suppliers getting behind them. Yeah, and they've still got casual staff or full-time staff that are twiddling their thumbs at the moment and, and hoping for a government handout or hoping that, uh, you know, they'll be able to get back to work and, and do what it is that they love in the same way um, as, you know, hospital staff from independent local hashtag craft venues. Yeah, and, and, and look, I, I had some thoughts when CUB came out with a VB-specific campaign uh, after the fires, and you know, I voiced those then, and and I'm a little bit the same because we got a media release saying, you know, in Victorian pubs are going to be supported by Carlton Draft, and then the rest of Australia is we're going to be, you know, we, we're going to be supported by Great Northern, and you know, that to me just makes the whole thing smack of an opportunistic branding campaign rather than a, you know, than a wholesome uh, altruistic thing and Pete I can't remember who it was but one of one of our um, regular 
someone who's written advertising pieces for us before came up in my LinkedIn page and they were talking about, or even maybe it was even on Twitter. There's there's actually a name for, for this, you know, when uh, breweries give away water and, and it's advertising, but it's altruistic advertising um, and, and it's, it's actually got a name. And, you know, you, you can never take away from the altruism of it and people are going to benefit from it. But, you know, let, let's not pretend that it's not... Um, you know, hotels are going to benefit, um, but at the same time, you've got a big multinational company that's backing this campaign. They're probably doing pretty well out of the you know huge bump in takeaways, um, and it's in their interest to support their local um, you know, pubs nationally. And, it, and yeah, you, you, you can't completely get away from the fact that there is something a little bit cynical in making it a branded camp. You know, that shows that it's advertising as opposed to just sort of saying, hey, guys, buy a um, thing um, and we, we will back it with one of our beers. You know, you buy any beer from them, pre-buy any beer from them and we'll back it with one of our beers. It, it's pretty much locking in their sales um, and benefiting them e- equally. So, um, But we, 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 even through that lens, this has been very well received in you know the, the 90% of the, the, the beer market that doesn't necessarily um, get touched by craft beer. Yeah, and Matt, in breaking news, I can report, uh, Daniel Ridd has just posted on, speaking of Twitter, um, we spoke to James Grugian from the Good Beer Co with their A Good Beer Always Helps campaign, so that the um, donate a four-pack to an essential services worker, and Daniel Ridd has just posted that over 10,000 in donations for essential services workers, awesome. So that's not bad. In two days, they've got uh, 10, 10 grand's worth already. And I think they had something like 1,200 essential service workers had registered, uh, registered yeah, signed up for uh, – So that, and that's a, that's a great good news story to finish on. So, yeah, so I think that was – so at $10,000 at $20 so $10,000 at $20 and $20 $20 each, a four-pack. So that will be 500 four-packs, I think it was, because I'd seen... So we're still short of the number for the number of registered um, workers, so... Uh, get amongst it. Get around them. Get get amongst it. And Pete, sorry, just... Uh, I, I know you'd have said last uh, story, but there was one that, I, as I just sort of clicked on, um, to finish on another bit of good news. Um, yesterday, um, we published our Brewery Radar, which is a bi-monthly column. Um, we do our regular, you know, new brewery openings, which is presented by Spark. Um, you know, so whenever a brewery opens, yep. we sort of do a little bit of a piece about that. But then there are so many breweries that, you know, the, the, the looking over the horizon, and we, we hear of breweries, and some of them, you know, publish to, you know, some of them open on schedule, some of them, you know, sort of take 12 or 18 months longer. So we've started a couple of um, months ago just keeping a radar of, of all of the breweries in, in planning. Yesterday, when Claire put it out there, um, there doesn't seem to have been a slowing down um, too drastically in a lot of these breweries. So the, the, the brewery and planning activity seems to be going quite well, um, which is quite exciting to see. So there still seems to be quite a bit of um, confidence in the beer industry and the small brewing industry that... You know, once we get through this, um, you know, businesses are still going to be viable. Yeah. Well, on that note, Matt, I think we uh, – I was almost going to say, you know, uh, I'm getting ready to do my outro gag and uh, can you play the uh, outro music, but I just realised it's a different podcast. This is a different podcast. This We've is, got an editor news who takes care of this And we should just us. say, look, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who supported us uh, in listening to and then downloading the antidote. 
So we've done 13 episodes so far. We're going to go to 15, uh, so 14 today, 15 tomorrow. And then as of next week, we're going to pair things back a little bit in preparation for uh, perhaps a bit of a long haul um, in order to keep the thing sustainable, to keep it fresh and relevant and to, I guess, tick all the boxes that we intended um, to do with the project. We're going to do Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And then Tuesday, you'll get your beer as a conversation. Thursday, you'll get your Brews News Week. So we're going to uh, attempt to get the Brews News Week episode, the weekly episode, up a little bit earlier. So it's, it's actually available on the Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. So that'll give you content throughout the week, once, one every day, but without uh, the extra two antidotes. And, and, and Pete, I will just sort of add to that a little bit if I can, because you know we, we, we make a joke about the fact that we're sort of vaguely commercial in what we do. And you know we're, we're very commercial in that we've got staff that need to be paid. You and I pretty much do this for for ourselves, but there are staff that need to be paid. And as the the, the site goes, so just a little bit of radical transparency um, for anyone who's interested. We have a, a mixed model. You've, you'll see advertising on on the website. You'll see uh, businesses in our commercial directory. You know, we have breweries that have subscriptions and in return for their subscriptions, you know, we cover their beers in our new brews of the week. Um, they get free job listings. They get, um, you know, their, their media releases covered through our media release stream. They don't get put into news um, if it's not news news, They but they do get access to that and they pay a subscription to the site. And we've put a hold on all subscription payments through this, which is a big bite out of our income. You know, a lot of our advertising uh, revenue has fallen off because, you know, breweries, uh, you know, a lot of expenditure has been put on hold. But it, it's people like Cryer who sponsor this podcast. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 it's the, the, the guys like um, Spark Brewing who sponsor the uh, new breweries. You know, it, it's Bintani that sponsor the Brewery Radar that make what we do possible and, you know, give us... You know, it, it, it's going to hurt getting through this, but they're the people that make our site viable at the best of times and certainly, uh, you know, give us the, the ability to struggle on through all of this. So if you are in the brewing industry and you want to, you know, support us, um, you can support us by supporting the people who sponsor the, the, the website or who advertise on the website. And if you're a consumer, we've also got a page that I'll link to in the notes, Pete, you know, we, we didn't want to do a big, you know, Crafty has got the Keeping Local Alive campaign, which is awesome. You don't need the two main industry sites competing in, up. In, in that space. We're fully behind the Keeping Local Alive. Um, but we've also put up a, a page this week just listing the breweries that subscribe to our um, website, which, again, makes what we do possible We've just got a list of just those breweries um, and, and what they're doing, whether they're doing drive throughs whether they're doing $70 home delivered, free home delivery on a $70 purchase, whether they're doing, you know, they've subscribed to Bopple as Soapbox in Brisbane has um, and they'll now deliver beer and food to your door, all of that sort of stuff. So that's just one little way that we can thank the businesses that support us. And if you want to support us, you can do that by making sure that they get through to the other side as well because they're the people who support us in the, in the better times. So, yeah, it was just a little, again, a shout-out to everyone who supports us in the, the various ways that make what we do possible and, you know, buy, whether it's buying us microphones or paying for the hosting or just paying for Claire and Sam to, to, to be in the office and keep it, keep it running. And uh, that's just one little way you can support us. 
because I'd like to be here on the other side too. You know, there, there's been so much focus about the breweries, but uh, you know, Pete, I'd like to us to be still doing this uh, on a semi-professional basis um, on the other side as well. Ah, uh, let's face it, we'll still be there. We've got nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, look, and on that note, uh, relative to it, thank you very much to our supporters to Crime Op, to Rellings Label, Stickers and Packaging, and to Beer Cartel. Don't forget, you can subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcasting app. It costs nothing. Um, let's face it, you've got a bit of time on your hands, and it will help other beer lovers discover the podcast, which in turn, as Matt just said, helps us to help them, which in turn helps you. Because we keep this thing going and we keep it active and we keep it vibrant, which is, uh, at the end of the day, something that we can all reach for. Thank you, mate. Uh, thank you for everything that you do because... I know what you get paid. <laughs> it's it, it certainly, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's just say that, you know, the uh, the reduction in my payments has not necessarily been noticed. <laughs> well, there, there hasn't been, but, you know, yeah. It, it, if there was some way I could get you on JobKeeper, <laughs> that, that would... No, nah, that's right. Look, uh, yeah, um, thanks very much. And thanks again, Matt. Uh, we, we must keep doing this. <laughs> and we will. Thank you. Uh, as I do reserve um, each week, my greatest thanks to you for listening, for making it all possible. We hope that we're, uh, we're bringing you something that's relevant. We hope that we're being able to bring the community together and create, you know, with the antidote, as we say, it's a bit of a virtual beer garden um, where everyone can kind of hang out for uh, half an hour or so of an afternoon. And, um, and, and we're doing some good. So for that, we thank you all. And uh, on that note, let's get that other play-out music playing. And we're out. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. And thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of great Australian beer. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation. 